When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Democrats, yeah, they're not really into helping Israel anymore. They'd rather stand by the Palestinians and Hamas terrorists as well as Iran. But when it comes to Ukraine, they're all about sending more money to that dictator and that tyrant. Now, why am I calling Zelensky a dictator? Well, let's just look at the most recent thing that has come down the pipe. And that is Zelensky saying it would be, quote, unquote, absolutely irresponsible to even suggest holding elections in Ukraine. The Ukrainian president is suspending elections, as he told his citizens in a nightly address on Monday. The discussions about the scheduled 2024 presidential election in his country were, quote, absolutely irresponsible in light of the ongoing Russian invasion of his country. Zelensky became president after winning the 2019 election as the pro-Russian candidate against the establishment. Pro-West incumbent Poroshenko. The current president's approval rating had declined significantly in 2020 in response to his perceived poor response to the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic, but it skyrocketed in response to the Russian special operation to oust him that began in February of 2021. Zelensky's presidential term is scheduled to end in 2024, but as Ukraine is currently in a state of martial law, it is unconstitutional to hold a presidential race, he says. Now, here's the part that will really irk you. Zelensky had previously said, he stated, that, look, all right, hey, I'll be open to holding elections only if Western countries, a.k.a. the United States of America, paid for the election to take place in Ukraine. His top diplomat had suggested Kiev was open to a presidential election this year as recently as November the 3rd. But in his address to the country on Monday, Zelensky expressed frustration with those in his country discussing if an election next year is possible or anything aside from ousting the Russian military from Ukrainian soil, saying until that happens, I'm still in charge. Quote, now everyone should think about defending our country. We need to pull ourselves together. 
avoid unwinding and splitting up into disputes over other priorities, Zelensky stated. If there is no victory, there will be no country, he says. Our victory is possible. It will come if we all focus on it, not on politicking or searching for some personal interests, not on disagreements that will do nothing for the country, defense, and our advancement. Everyone, he said, should remember what is most important in Ukraine right now. The enemy is insane. It is powerful. And it wants to destroy Ukraine, just as it has always wanted to do. On the issue of elections, Zelensky explicitly stated, now is not the time for grand celebrations or other brazen things in the rear, which are unacceptable in times of war. We all understand that now in wartime, When there are so many challenges, it is absolutely irresponsible to throw the topic of elections into society in a lighthearted and playful way. So now, if you even say or believe that there should be an election, you are somehow not serving the people well. You're not serving your friends well. You're not serving your country well. In fact, what you're doing is absolutely terrible. It's a playful way, and it's lighthearted, and it's not authentic, and it's not real. That is now what Zelensky is saying. I believe that now is not the right time for elections, he repeated later in his address. And if we need to put an end to a political dispute and continue to work in in unity, there are structures in in the state that are capable of putting an end to it and giving society all the necessary answers. Now... You look at what Zelensky's doing, he's, he's, this is a war that could go on for years and years and years. And if you use his logic, what he's saying is, is I'm in charge, I'm the dictator, and I'm going to claim that, if, that, if it, that it's not my fault, it's Russia's fault, so I'm going to control power in this country. What does it also mean? It means he controls all the humanitarian aid and all the funding that is coming to Ukraine. All the money that is going to his friends and the other oligarchs, he also controls that as well. That's the reason why he says, quote, I believe that now is not the right time for elections, that he repeated in that address multiple times. Here's something else that's interesting. Zelensky's strident opposition to a presidential campaign occurring in anticipation of the scheduled 2024 election is a slightly more rigid stance than the president had taken in August. Why? Well, when discussing the possibility of elections in an interview, then Zelensky insisted that the true obstacles to holding elections were the need for defense funding and the disbursement of the Ukrainian population across Europe in response to the war. He suggested holding elections so long as it did not have to pay for them, saying, you got to pay for them if you want them so bad, but my country's not. I told Senator Lindsey Graham, if the United States and Europe give us financial support, I'm sorry, I will not hold elections on credit. I will not take money from weapons and give it to elections either, Zelensky said at the time. So in other words, you have to, once I'm the president, I'm always the president, as long as there is a war that is going on. That's pretty messed up. Can we all agree that that's pretty manipulative? Because then the question is, does he ever really want the war to end? Does he ever really want the war to stop? Does he ever really want any of this to happen? I would argue no. He really doesn't. That's number one. Number two, and this is even more important part here, where is the money going that we are sending them? No one seems to be able to answer that question. We know that people have been fired in and around him. And the reason why they were fired in and around him is because 
of the corruption. We know that people are getting rich. We know people are making an incredible amount of cash off of Zelensky and the money that's coming in. In fact, they haven't been able to answer questions about countless amounts of money, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, okay, that have come in that into the country that now have gone missing. You put all of this together, and what I know is that this is corruption at its highest level. This guy doesn't want to have an election because he says he can't afford it. And he says, if you want it, right, if you want this election, then you, you better pay for it. Now, let me also remind you something else about Zelensky. Zelensky and the media are one and the same right now. The Ukrainian media, in fact, edited Zelensky's, and he got busted for this, UN speech that he made recently at the UN, less than, what, a couple weeks ago, to look like he had an, a bigger audience. The problem is they forgot to edit out Zelensky himself sitting in the audience when they edited the video, which is just hilarious. Zelensky is seen in the video looking at Zelensky on stage. Now, the room was filled earlier in the day, but many in the world are done with Zelensky and are not going to sit around waiting to hear him speak. His time, as some have said, has passed, right? It happened, this is old news. There are many that look at him and they're like now bothered by him because he's constantly walking around and begging for more money. And people know that that money is going to the Ukrainian oligarchs, many of them in Poland and five-star resorts. So now Zelensky's saying, okay, I don't have to have an election. I get to keep total control of my country. I get to stay in charge as long as Russia is here. I get to control the money as long as Russia is here, not a bad deal if you are Zelensky. What this does mean is this. Why would we send money to a dictator who is refusing to have elections? Why would we send money to an individual that doesn't believe in elections to the point where he says, if you want me to have them, you pay for them? Why would we be sending aid and support to a tyrant like this, because this is what dictators and tyrants do when they seize power, when they seize control. These are the questions that must be answered. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, I mean it. They're the only one. They make a huge difference every time that you pay your bill because they actually give back to conservative causes and organizations to help you stand up for what you believe in while you're paying a bill you're going to have anyways. This is the part that I love about Patriot Mobile. They're making a difference every time you pay your bill, every time you make a phone call, every time that you send a text message. Patriot Mobile actually gives money back to protect First and Second Amendment rights, to protect the lives of unborn children. And that's what they're doing right now as they celebrate their 10th anniversary. If you switch right now to Patriot Mobile, they are going to give a donation to help protect life and to help mothers choose life to an organization that does everything they can to protect the lives of unborn children. Then every month when you pay your bill, they're going to continue to support the causes that I just mentioned. And this is exactly why you need to make the switch. If you're tired of woke companies, switch your cell phone to Patriot Mobile. 
Whether you are a business, a small business, or just a family, you can switch, and they make switching easy. They have a 100% U.S.-based call center, making switching extremely easy. You're going to get nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, and usually save real money on your bill. 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Or go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ben. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ben or 972-PATRIOT. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to switch now to another important topic, uh, especially with what's happening in Israel right now. And it deals with the Biden administration. The Biden administration right now has got some real problems. Their problem is the fact that they have a president that's underwater and Democrats are trying to figure out how to get rid of him. Now, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But there's a warning, a warning that is now coming from the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, saying that his greatest concern is the U.S. could see an attack like what happened in Israel. I want you to hear what he had to say as the FBI has come out and the FBI is warning that Hamas attacks are raising their terror risk in the U.S. This is an official warning that has come out from the FBI. Listen. 
Speaker, I wanted to talk more uh, with you about the threat that people in this country are facing as a result of what's going on in the Middle East, which really has been embodied by the arrest of Soheb Abouayash. He is a 20-year-old Jordanian-Palestinian who was there in Texas. He had been in the country illegally. He, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Texas, was illegally in possession of a firearm. And according to a press release on the indictment, he has allegedly been in direct contact with others who share a radical mindset. The charges against him further allege he's been conducting physical training and has trained with weapons to possibly commit an attack. It's believed by the FBI that he was going to attack a Jewish uh, center or something like that. This would seem to be the embodiment, Governor, of everything that critics of immigration have been warning about. Well, well John, it is. Is, is that and also uh, clearly both a, a potential hate crime as well as a, a clear act of anti-Semitism. Uh, and it's on the rise ever since the war began between Israel and Hamas. Uh, but also these threats began even before that uh, w because of Joe Biden's open border policies that would allow in uh, potential terrorists like this. Uh, know a couple of these facts. One is, uh, under Joe Biden, there's been a record number of people on the terrorist watch list who have crossed the border, and those are the ones who have been apprehended. Uh, there are probably even far more who have not been apprehended, uh, who evaded apprehension, who are roaming around uh, the, the country. That is all because Joe Biden has failed in his responsibility as commander-in-chief to make sure we secure the United States of America, and he's failed in that regard by failing to secure the border. But also, that this particular individual is an extraordinary threat, uh, as well as others like him are extraordinary threats uh, to our country because they've been able to get in under Joe Biden's open border policies uh, and be able to create the type of chaos that terrorists are trying to achieve. So this, uh, this individual apparently uh, came into the country on a non-immigrant visa, which expired in 2019. He was in the country illegally after that, but then he applied for asylum. And uh, I guess he was allowed to stay in the country while his case was adjudicated. He also obtained a work permit. And Governor, just in the past fiscal year, we've seen nearly a million people released into this country. How many more potential Soheb Abouayashes might there be out there now? John, the fact is, nobody knows, uh, especially the president uh, and the Homeland Security Department. They have no clue, and they, they will tell you they, they have no clue, uh, because for one, they don't know who all the gotaways are and where they are and whether or not they would be terrorists. Uh, for another, like this person you're talking about, uh, he, he was here for a while under one way, and now he's seeking asylum. Think how outrageous it is. To, think how angry Americans are to know uh, that we have a terrorist who was seeking asylum here. Uh, listen, we, we've been, we here in Texas have been trying to tell the, the public uh, under the entirety of the Biden administration that this uh, asylum-seeking process that Joe Biden is allowing is doing nothing but emboldening terrorists to come across our border as well as allowing them a pathway to actually be here in the United States of America. And uh, my greatest concern uh, is because of Joe Biden's policies, we can see here in the United States exactly the type of attack that we saw occur in Israel. If you just sit there and you think about what was just told to you, you have terrorists that are helping plan terrorist attacks that are in this country. That's what he just told you. And now a warning from the FBI about this type of attack, a Hamas-style attack in America. This is the Biden administration released migrant charged with human smuggling near the Canada-Vermont border. 
This as photos show migrants forcing way through Texas border barriers over the weekend. And Abbott has just bussed 63,000 migrants to, quote, sanctuary cities. What does this mean? Well, let's just take a look at the last big story. Single group of 1,200 migrants surge across Arizona's border overnight. According to sources with Customs and Border Protection, the Tucson Sector Border Patrol agents apprehended a single group of migrants across the U.S.-Mexico border in Arizona, in San Miguel, Arizona. An initial head count at the crossing scene showed the group consisted of 1,200 migrants from across the globe, mostly middle uh, military-aged men without children. This group is one of two groups, large groups of more than a thousand migrants to cross the border near San Miguel since November the 1st. The small census designated area of San Miguel is now one of the busiest crossing points for large migrant groups in the Tucson Border Patrol sector. The small community is home to roughly 207 inhabitants as of the 2020 census, according to sources. Not authorized to speak to the media, the recent large group of migrants are merely surrendering to Border Patrol agents in hopes of getting release in the United States of America to pursue asylum claims. The source also said that most of the migrants arrested will likely achieve that goal and be released to non-government migrant shelters in the coming days. How much money did the cartel just make off of 1,200 people? Hundreds of thousands is the estimate. Quote, there's just no more room at the end, is what they said. There's no mechanism in place to remove them to their home countries fast enough. We're overwhelmed. That is what local law enforcement said. All the more. The 2,000 migrants that were apprehended within the Tucson sector, they don't have beds for them. To make things worse, since October the 1st, More than 60,000 illegal immigrants have poured into the United States of America and the Tucson sector alone, making it the busiest sector in the nation, according to sources. San Miguel is just one crossing point located within the sector, experiencing a massive surge of migrant crossings and a massive surge of migrant crossings in large groups. Arizona, for example, Lukeville recently uh, had multiple large groups of migrants crossing into the United States of America on a orderly, daily basis. The migrant groups, who's in them? They consisted of nationals from the Republic of China, India, Pakistan, the Islamic Republic of Iran, and a host of other migrants from across the globe. This large group that happened in Arizona was transported to a nearby soft-sided border patrol processing facility in Tucson. The facility has recently been renovated to accommodate the increase in migrant apprehensions within the sector. Its initial operating cost was more than 7 million of your tax dollars per month for this one station. The total value of the contract for this facility built in 2021, just so you know how much people are making in America off legal immigration, was more than $100 million. Due to capacity issues and a migrant surge that has only worsened, sources say the monthly operational costs have nearly doubled 
since the expansion project. So you're spending $100 million for the project and then $7 million a month. That's how much money you are spending right now as a taxpayer. And then comes the FBI warning. This FBI warning tells every American that there are attacks that could absolutely happen. Wow. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There has not been a lot of coverage on this by national media because they want to downplay it because they know that it will be just so damning of Democrats if there's a terrorist attack that happens. And, of course, we find out they came across our southern border. If there's a Hamas-style attack in America and this uh, president is held accountable for it in the Democratic Party for having a wide-open border, they understand it. Now, local news, by the way, is looking at this completely differently because they're actually telling people what they need to know. I'm going to play for you KTLA Channel 5, all right? This is in L.A., and this is their warning to their viewers about this new FBI warning. Uh, the FBI director says the threat of terrorism against Americans has been elevated all year, but the war between Israel and Hamas is now pushing it to levels possibly not seen since 9-11. 
Israel and Gaza may be half a world away, but the ripple effects of the war between Israel and Hamas, the Palestinian terrorist group which controls Gaza, may be felt as close as your doorstep. In fact, it's already happening. Today, a new warning from the head of the FBI. We definitely believe that there is a heightened risk of potential violence here in the U.S., uh, especially from lone actors inspired by any number of foreign terrorist organizations or by domestic ideologies in some way using the conflict as an excuse or a justification as horrendous and misguided as that would be to conduct attacks here against Jewish Americans, Muslim Americans, Arab Americans, etc. Christopher Ray spoke before the Senate Homeland Security Committee Tuesday morning. He explained law enforcement officials in the United States already are seeing an increase in reports of threats, including bomb threats against synagogues and physical assaults on individuals. He noted the murder of a six-year-old Muslim boy near Chicago now being investigated as a federal hate crime. Foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. Al-Qaeda issued its most specific call to attack the United States in the last five years. Certainly everyone has to be vigilant. Professor Brian Levin founded the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at Cal State University San Bernardino. Levin says in Los Angeles alone, hate crimes against Jews are up 175 percent from this time last year. And hate crimes against Muslims in Los Angeles are up a whopping 700 percent in the last year. Bottom line, everyone needs to stay vigilant. If you see something suspicious, say something. When we stand together, it shows the haters that they do not speak for our city. Wouldn't it be nice if the mainstream media covered this the same way that local media just covered this? It really would be impressive, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice if they gave you this type of briefing and said that there's a real problem here and if you see something, say something? Like, that would be incredible. But that's not what's happening here. Local media is doing this because they're not stupid. Local media understands that this threat here is significant. The FBI is urging Americans to not only stay vigilant, But they believe that the increased threat of violence in the wake of this Israeli attack is putting us on a level that we have not seen since 9-11. Since 9-11, folks, the FBI's warning of the increased threats of violence in the wake of this war, saying they haven't seen something this bad since 9-11. NBC News, this is how they covered it. Listen. For more on the security situation, I want to bring in NBC News investigative correspondent Tom Winter. Uh, Tom, you heard the FBI director's statement in that piece about the real threat. How real are these threats and what are, what, what are they looking at? Well, that's exactly what law enforcement and joint terrorism task force all across this country are focused on right now, which is, number one, is this individual capable of doing the types of things that they might be talking about online, talking to friends about how credible is this individual? They might go and visit it. There's going to be a lot of law enforcement investigative steps to address the director's point as these threats rise and anybody who's had a whiff of the internet over the past seven days knows that the rhetoric on there kate is so strong on this issue so they're definitely focused on this and trying to determine if any of these people uh trip the wire and need to be arrested now 
If you're taking these threat assessments seriously from the FBI, the question is, why isn't the Biden administration taking them seriously when it's their own FBI director that's giving these warnings? Why isn't Mayorkas and the Department of Homeland Security taking these threats seriously? Because if you look at what's happened since Christopher Ray said that we have a threat level we haven't seen since 9-11... Mayorkas sure didn't seem to not only care, but literally just didn't even acknowledge that this was even an issue. There was an article written. It says Mayorkas ignores warnings from FBI Director Ray that danger has reached a whole other level. This is the guy who's supposed to be protecting the border. It says last Tuesday, FBI Director Ray appeared before the United States Homeland Security Committee to testify about the threat of terror facing the United States of America. The director did not sugarcoat the gravity of the dangers the country faces, saying the reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated elevated throughout the entire 2023 year. But the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans, the United States of America, to a whole other level. The Senate hearing was not the first time, by the way, that Christopher Wray had warned about the heightened dangers of jihadist groups striking against America interests around the world or on our homeland. Nor is he the only security expert sounding the alarm. Ten days earlier, the San Diego Field Office Intelligence Division of Customs and Border Protection, so that's not the FBI, warned that their intelligence indicated that individuals with ties to terror groups could attempt to enter the United States of America across our southern border. The specific groups cited by the San Diego office were Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and Hezbollah, all classified as terror groups by our government. The San Diego Field Office Intelligence Unit assesses that individuals inspired by or Reacting to the current Israeli-Hamas conflict may attempt to travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via transit across the southern border, the memo states. Foreign fighters motivated by ideology or mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to travel to or from the United States from other countries in the Middle East through Mexico, the unit added. One day after Director Ray testified before the Senate Homeland Security Committee, it was the Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas' turn to appear before the committee in contrast to Ray's sense of urgency that the San Diego field office used, that unit used. Mayorkas, well, he was complacent about the threats facing this country. During questioning by members of the committee, Senator Roger Marshall, a Republican from Kansas, asked Secretary Mayorkas approximately how many illegal aliens in this country or here on asylum have direct ties to Hamas, to Hezbollah, to Islamic Jihad, or to the Islamic Revolutionary Guard in Iran. As has been typical with Mayorkas, when asked to provide specific information that he should know and be prepared to provide, the secretary was once again non-responsive. Senator Marshall, let me assure you that the individuals that pose a risk to our national security are, are of our highest enforcement priority. The safety and security of the American public, Mayorkas replied to that direct question. Follow-up questions were equally, well, a joke to him. And eliciting any sort of response that might actually be assuring to members of the committee and to the American people. And on the same day that Mayorkas was, well, you know, basically saying, I don't have to answer these questions and I don't care, and everybody calmed down, and ducking these important questions about how to prepare uh, or how to protect us from a terrorist attack in the United States of America... 
We also know that Iran's supreme leader posted a tweet assuring us and the rest of the world that inflicting damage on the United States and other Western nations is very much part of their plans. What did the leader say, the supreme leader in Iran say on Twitter? Quote, the Muslim world mustn't forget it was the U.S., France, and Britain that stood against Islam and oppressed Palestinians. The Muslim world must realize this isn't just about the Zionist regimes and must also consider those countries in their dealings, aliases, and equations. So what is the Ayatollah saying there? He's saying go kill any American or any of these British or Fran- people from France anywhere you can find them in the world. He's calling for jihad. And what is our guy doing at the border? Not a damn thing. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends. Please hit that follow, subscribe, or auto-download button so you don't miss an episode. Write us a five-star review. It helps us uh, reach new audience members. That's so important, and we say thank you for that. And we will see you back here tomorrow. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.